Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Radio Gripe. Uh, we are your hangover homies. I'm Joe. I'm Jen. Yeah, so here we are. Uh, a beautiful Easter morning outside. Yeah, we are bringing you that morning energy. But yeah. tonight... Breaking news, uh, I hear that they just opened up a tomb and Jesus was not in there. Whoa. So... Stay tuned. See how that one develops. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how that plays out. Yeah. Jen, how are you feeling this Easter morning? I'm cold. I don't know why. Um, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> how am I feeling? I'm feeling good. Happy to be here. Cool. Cool. Happy to be anywhere. Is this where you want to put your Easter fun facts? Go ahead and open it up that way. Oh, sure. I was thinking about going out on Easter fun facts. I mean, should I, should I go out on Easter fun facts? How, how depressing is uh, our stories we're going out on? I got nothing good. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun facts about Easter. Here is a Better Homes and Gardens article. Did you know that Easter baskets are symbolic of nests and eggs and rebirth? No shit. Uh, or just birth, I guess, unless it's a phoenix nest. Okay. Easter hams. Uh, historically, most Easter celebrants would have eaten lamb for this special holiday. Easter lambs. Yeah, I'm. I was. Well, maybe we'll skip that one. I was kind of confused because I'm like, Jews don't eat that. I mean, ham isn't kosher. But okay, it should have been lamb, and then it became ham. Uh huh. Because Christians. that would be the only meat that was available, uh, having been cured all uh, the long dark winter. Okay. Uh, but normally, you would want to Makes slaughter sense. a spring lamb for such a feast. I mean, ideally. Ideally. Yeah. Here is a medieval Easter uh, children's game. The priest would give one of the uh, choir boys a hard-boiled egg, and the boys would pass it amongst themselves until the clock struck midnight. And whoever's holding the egg gets to eat it. Okay. So that's probably the roots of that uh, The whole, like, Easter egg hunt. Yeah. So I wonder if it was, like, willfully given, or did you have to, like, uh, steal it off of each other or some such? Like, because... Uh, they're choir boys. I, I'm sure they peacefully passed it back and forth. There could have been a little fighting over the delicious, delicious egg that everyone wants to eat at midnight. <laughs> it's always good to see a peaceful transition of egg power. <laughs> the holiday is named after the Anglo-Saxon goddess Esther, or Estre. Uh, of course, her sacred symbols are the hare and the egg. Uh, the eggs are dyed to represent the blood of Jesus. Uh, okay, a little dark. It stems from uh, early Christians in Mesopotamia. Hmm. No one knows for sure what the exact origin story is here, but there are several theories. And Good Friday is only recognized as a holiday in 12 states. Also, it is Alberto Paez's birthday today. So oh, happy hey. birthday, Alberto. Happy birthday, Alberto. Uh, no, 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 no. You can uh, check him out on Instagram, actually. He puts up some of his comics and his uh, drawings and stuff up there at on Weenie. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, E-N-N-U-I-N-I. And the idea of the Easter Bunny giving candies and eggs is said to have originated in Germany during the Middle Ages. Sounds with the right. first written mention of this tradition dating back to the 16th century, Dutch settlers in Pennsylvania brought the bunny to the United States in the 1700s. Huh. So, there we go. Oh, also, Americans eat about 1.5 million peeps during Easter. Because we're disgusting. Disgusting. 
disgusting. Yeah. Guys, peeps. I'm sorry. That's that's never a tradition I got into. I always appreciated Easter candy, you know, and uh, your your Easter hams, you know, Easter stuff. I always liked it as a kid. But when, peeps? No, never. Not once. There, when So when I was little, I loved marshmallows. Obviously, mm. you're not going to eat this gelatinized sugar thing as, as a grown-up, but... Uh, kids love it. It's ideal for a child's simple palate. Sure. And, uh, there was an Easter tradition when I was little. Uh, I think we did this a few years uh, where uh, it was a marshmallow drop. Um, people in helicopters would fly over a field of swarming children uh-huh. and they would drop marshmallows out of the helicopter and children would scramble to grab as many uh, marshmallows off the ground as they could, which could later be redeemed for prizes. That's weird. Were but they... you know what actually happens? Uh... The marshmallows go right in the mouth. They can get oh, up, yeah. they pick them up off the ground, and they go right in the mouth yep. because we've all seen the experiments where children are given one marshmallow and asked to delay gratification so right. that they can receive a separate uh, secondary marshmallow in the future. Mm-hmm. And we know, we know, most of those kids just eat the dang marshmallows. Yeah, most of them. Were they were they blaring uh, Flight of the Valkyries from these helicopters? That is my recollection, yeah. yes. <laughs> that was a long time ago, though, so I could be conflating things. Yeah. Uh, sounds great. I wish I would have seen something like that. Cool. There's some fun Easter stuff. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, let me go ahead and do this first. Uh, obviously, thanks for listening and uh, being here on KBSR. Uh, we do need to point out that the opinions and views and shit talked here on Radio Gripe do not reflect the opinions, views, and shit talked on KBSR as a whole. Uh, we're just doing our own little thing over here. And uh, I finally heard another show on the network that gives out uh, that that statement at the top of their show. Oh, yeah. I hadn't really heard it on other shows, but I heard it on the new one, uh, Queer Taylor, uh, which comes on uh, Fridays at 5. I'm very excited. Yeah, so that's a, it's a new new addition to the lineup. Everybody check that one out. Woohoo! Fanfare sound effects. <laughs> Queer fanfare sound effects. Can we get some of those? Um, I mean, surely we can, but would that be? Can we do maybe like a party noise maker, followed by the sound of glitter? The sound of glitter. Like I'll, I'll Mariah Carey's song, <laughs> Glitter. <laughs> we'll see what happens with that. Well, I can I can go ahead and, and start us off with all the uh, uh, bad news that we have to discover or discuss uh, over the last week. Robert Chody, uh, disgraced sheriff, uh, is in the news again this week. Uh, this is kind of just a quick one, mainly bringing it up because it's local news. He had turned himself in after getting some new charges related to the death of Javier Ambler II. This new charge is uh, federal evidence tampering, which is a third-degree felony. Uh, Him and his lawyer are both being charged in two different counties over this, and I, for one, cannot wait to see this scumbag in Gen Pop, uh, which I kind of doubt would really happen, but it would be kind of nice to see him serve uh, federal time. I don't usually, like, I don't wish prison on people, but when it comes... To the sweet irony of it sometimes. Yeah, um, corruption, abuse of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jeez. Dogs. Well, continue. I'm going to get this dog. Uh, well, I'll say, just to serve as a brief reminder, if you hadn't heard about this, we have talked about this guy and this incident on the show before. Um, Javier Ambler II was uh, chased by police and uh, then restrained, and he died in custody. 
while Live PD was filming the whole thing going on. Live PD has since uh, stopped production. They're not really a show anymore. But tapes from Live PD and uh, other sources, apparently, like uh, they, they just disappeared. Uh, they were apparently destroyed uh, at the behest of Robert Chody, who was sheriff at the time. He has been voted out, and we got a different sheriff in. Yeah, that's what's been going on with him. So now he's being brought to court over all of this uh, destruction of evidence and evidence tampering. There is actually the wheels of justice grind slowly. They grind they slowly. Do. They do eventually grind. Uh, we should hope so. There's actually been a lot of stuff like this uh, in the news this week. Uh, there's, you know, an, another story that uh, in March, uh, Marvin David Scott the third had some police show up and start interacting with him. He was you know, out in public and. Uh, they said that he was uh, un- under the influence of some kind of drugs or whatever. They took him to custody. They took him to a hospital, and then they took him after that to the county detention facility. And um, he was arrested on a misdemeanor drug charge. And at some point after arriving at the Collin County Detention Center, Scott started exhibiting strange behavior. Uh, it has not been explained or elaborated on what they when they say strange behavior. Uh, but he was restrained, and the responses that the police brought were to restrain him, pepper spray him, and put a spit mask on him. Uh, and he died a short time after. So that happened about a month ago. And just over the last couple of days, we've heard that uh, seven officers have been fired over it and uh, one has resigned. So not simply uh, just, you know, put on, uh, what do they call that? You know, paid leave paid or leave. Ad- administrative leave. Uh, they have been removed. And the sheriff, uh, Jim Skinner, is... He's saying very strongly that this is not anything he condones, practices, or would put forward onto any of his uh, sheriffs or officers. What's the victim's name? Uh, Marvin David Scott. Was he a black man? Yes. So he, yet another victim of excited delirium, no doubt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so this was this is one where there's a, actually a very quick turnaround uh, for accountability uh, on this, which is good to see. But it's not good that we still have to see it. <laughs> like the the way that uh, those wheels of justice have to keep grinding, there's so many of those wheels that are that are out there right now, kind of grinding away. We have just seen week one of the trial of Derek Chauvin. So we heard from witnesses this week. It's really sad to watch their testimony and see how many of these people were traumatized by what they saw that day. Um, so many of them, you know, have placed some blame on themselves. The 19-year-old clerk of Cup Foods who, you know, cried in a Good Morning America um, interview and, you know, says he's just been over it again and again in his head, wishing he'd done anything different, not accepted the 20, not told his manager, mm-hmm. you know, right. not had it come to the police uh, attention, um, that the bill was counterfeit and uh, describes himself as feeling like the first domino to fall in a ch- uh, horrible chain of events. Mm. The off-duty firefighter who approached the scene uh, to try to stop it, administer first aid to Mr. Floyd, you know, who was told by the cops to back off and that if she was really who she said she was, she would be quiet and not try to involve herself, has guilt over this. The teenage girl who filmed it has dealt with guilt over this, um, yeah. you know, nightmares every night. The 911 dispatcher uh, who watched the video feed and ended up reporting it to her supervisor saying, you can call me a snitch if you want to, but... 
The defense attorney, Eric Nelson, defense attorney for Derek Chauvin, uh, has said that angry bystanders presented an increasing, a growing threat to the uh, four police officers Right. Who were involved, uh, these bystanders, including three teens and a nine-year-old girl, uh, angry bystanders that would cause the police officers to, quote, divert their attention from the care, unquote, of Mr. Floyd. And they are making this a central argument in the case, I'm told. So. um, Right, right, right. Yeah. So far, so far, hours of security footage, body cam footage and cell phone footage do not seem to show any uh, physical engagement between the bystanders and the police officers. Right. That's uh, been my In regards to whether or not they were angry and upset at what they were seeing, I have no doubt that they probably were. Right. Yeah, I can I can recall uh, seeing some of the video and, and people are uh, verbally engaging with them and telling the police to take it down a notch and like, to hey, you, need to, they kill you need to stop and you need to get off of them. But yeah, there there were no like physical altercations. Uh, one thing that I've noticed about this, so they're coming to trial now. This is prefaced by the lawyers and the judge meeting up and uh, discussing what the trial is going to consist of, what's admissible evidence, and and kind of like rules and engagement. Um, so I've noticed over the last week several times when people are being called up to uh, Chauvin's defense, are calling people up to attest to George Floyd's past. Uh, like uh, uh, some charges that were brought against him years before, right? And they obviously have the task of painting him uh, as a dangerous person. Right. Like that's basically their only resort is to trash this dead man. The other side of it wanted to bring in some evidence about Chauvin to kind of contextualize him as a character. And there are 17 out of 18 complaints about him that are not going to be uh, provided here. Mm. Um they come in about Chauvin before this incident. Six of those include uh, the use of force as an issue. And uh, one of these was against a 14-year-old. And uh, the judge presiding over this said essentially that uh, these incidents can't be brought up because it would uh, depict Chauvin as being someone who relishes mixing it up with suspects and routinely, routinely escalates situations and engages in the use of unreasonable force. So it sounds to me like even the judge acknowledges like this is a pattern and this is <laughs> this is his character but but this is not admissible, admissible evidence you know like they're they're allowing one or two out of almost 20 incidents to be to be brought forward to kind of talk about Chauvin as so being they, an aggressive uh, officer the character of the victim uh, is admissible the character uh-huh. of the murderer is not admissible right uh, nor is his record as uh, a police officer yeah. Uh, throughout his career. Yeah, uh, some some what I would say very relevant information. Well, yeah, you think. Yeah, uh, but no, they're saying that, you know, this, uh, it, it would skew the jury too much. I guess by exposing them to the, the facts of the matter, that would skew them in, I don't know, <laughs> realizing what's actually going on, what happened here, who this person is. Man, I have to it's wonder who this disgusting. jury is. It would, yeah. it would be, I mean, it would be impossible to pick a jury that, like, I don't know, who are these people, I guess. Yeah. So, it's so wild. Yeah. Because you're supposed to pick people that 
for a jury that have no opinion, uh, no opinion, and uh, a priori to the evidence that's being presented to them. Yeah, and most of the time, uh, something they're going for is somebody who actually doesn't really know anything about the case, hasn't heard about it before, and that's nearly impossible with something like this, which has made uh, national and international news for uh, a year now. Yeah. Um, it's been everywhere. And so to find people who can attest that they are not influenced by uh, media representation and what they've heard uh, about this has got to be so fucking challenging. That just seems like undoable to me. So they obviously have to make uh, some space for that and just try to do the best they can to find people that are not already opinionated about it, hmm. uh, which I'm sure people like that exist. I don't know. Fence sitters. Well, there's a lot of people who are following this trial closely, as uh, we will continue to do, and uh, a lot of people who would like to see justice done. This was one that I kind of forgot about. Um, but yeah, uh, a man ran a barricade, ran, rammed a barricade or something. Rammed a barricade yeah. and, uh, yeah, breached Capitol grounds uh, mm-hmm. for the first time since what happened on the 6th. Uh, ran into two Capitol officers. So now that's, that's another dead Capitol officer mm-hmm. and another one injured uh, to add to the list. Yeah. A 25-year-old black man who I guess uh, was struggling, having a hard time. There's also some religious extremism thrown into boot. He's a uh, follower of the Nation of uh, Islam, uh, which is kind of a radical... uh, Well, I don't know too much about the Nation of Islam. I know they came from Detroit originally, way back in the day. I know that they... uh, uh, It's it's run by Louis Farrakhan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... uh, I know that they are described by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. I think they're classified as because uh, of anti-Semitism, yeah, uh, racial of... separatism, and uh, anti-LGBTQ, as yeah. well as some apocalyptic religious uh, viewpoints that I don't know anything about. They have, yeah, there's they have racial superiority kind of like thrown in there, and then uh, anti-Semitism uh, kind of baked into the entire thing, and then. I guess with the the modern uh, cultural views, yeah, they've brought in a lot of like anti-LGBTQ, a lot of a lot of other anti stuff that they are. Lots of anti uh, stuff, but yeah, I guess this guy 
uh, was going through some shit and uh, targeted the Capitol. So, I mean, we're still seeing the Capitol as a magnet for these types of people, like angry, mentally ill, unhinged, disillusioned, disaffected people. I mean, let's not forget, uh, you know, uh, that guy that went to uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and opened fire on the White House back in the 90s when Bill Clinton was in office. Uh, Do you remember hearing about that way back when? I, man, that was... It was a minute ago, so... Yeah, uh, you know, that was a thing uh, that happened decades ago. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure... we had a guy... The uh, White House and the Capitol have drawn drawn people, like, many, many times. Oh, yeah. Uh, During uh, during Trump's time, there was a guy who uh, had set himself on fire. Oh, my God. Uh, He got onto... I don't know if it was the White House lawn, but he got onto uh, the grounds of one of the, uh, you know, large, important, secure buildings. I remember that. Yeah, so... Um, I could understand it kind of being a target for people that are having some serious mental issues uh, because our our government seems to be kind of fucking insane <laughs> and crazy. And I, I feel like uh, a lot of people might might see them as being culprits of their own instability. These are dark and crazy times. Indeed. I but- do, I do want to say this, though. Uh, Trump did release a tweet today. Um today it's got to be today is he on twitter i thought he was a band for life no oh shit okay i don't know trump released a statement i guess not a tweet trump released a statement that somebody tweeted he released a statement (laughs) that someone tweeted uh just another rant about i don't understand why the mainstream media keeps saying alleged you know voter uh election fraud and baseless claims of uh, election fraud when ugh, it's all true. And uh, the election was stolen. A lot of people are very, very angry. A lot of things are coming out. Uh, other than that, happy Easter. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, did not comment on the uh, recent violence at the Capitol and the uh, um, victims of that violence, which... Um, yeah, I guess, I guess we got two dead there, too, because also the... Driver, um, yeah, uh, after after mowing down these Capitol Hill cops, uh, jumped out of the car brandishing a knife and was ultimately shot down by either Secret Service or Capitol Hill cops. I'm not sure which. Yeah, I didn't catch that part, but uh, I, I did hear that much about it. But yeah, no no words no words about the, yeah. the Capitol Hill police officer who was the victim of this violence. Trump's uh, little things in the news have been kind of funny to me lately. Like there was the wedding that he crashed, uh, where he gave a speech kind of, I mean, I'm sure he was a guest of honor. If you're going to hold your wedding in Mar-a-Lago, it was at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. yeah. So what else he got to do? Also, there's a, lately there's a secret service agent that's saying, yeah, he still owes me 130 bucks for McDonald's runs. That is a vast amount of McDonald's 130 bucks. I mean, yeah, dude was probably keeping a tab. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what kind I, I of time know. span this was I don't know over. who's loaning money to Trump, but... I'm well, s- the you fucking also... Secret Service, apparently. <laughs> the Secret Service guy is no better. <laughs> like, he every bit has it coming as yeah. the uh, bride and groom of this Mar-a-Lago wedding. Like, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get your 130 bucks back. No, I don't know. Uh, I did want to uh, mention this guy, Matt Gates. I feel like I haven't had enough of a reason to bring him up so far on this show. And I think 
it's about time. Uh, Matt Gates, who admittedly kind of looks like a sentient bottle of roofies, is being investigated yeah, by the, the FBI for sex trafficking. Uh, yeah. So this started last year uh, with the investigation of Joel Greenberg, a Florida tax collector who's been charged with a slew of stuff. And uh, last year was arrested for stalking a political opponent, trafficking a minor for sex, and using the state database to create fake IDs. Since then, uh, the charges have kept piling up, and there's more than 30 at this point. And Matt Gates got drawn in as a result, because apparently this uh, trafficking of a minor is kind of like tied. These guys are doing this together, is what it comes down to. So that's where these allegations are coming, is from this guy who is being who has been arrested and is being investigated by the FBI. So uh, he's not charged at this time, Matt Gates, uh, but the investigation centers around allegations that he paid for the travel of a 17 year old uh, for the purpose of a sexual encounter. This dude is super scuzzy. You know, uh, other people in Congress are saying that he's been showing like nude pictures of women while he's around the office and everything else. There are, you know, reports of like on this that he'll like take ecstasy before sleeping with young prostitutes, which, you know, I ain't trying to knock anybody's thing. But uh, yeah, this is just like this. This dude is a real fucking slime ball. And this guy, uh, Joel Greenberg, is apparently like a legit criminal uh, who's, yeah, getting getting taken down uh, kind of like he wanted to be the next Epstein or something. I don't even know, man. What he's got going on. Big shoes to fill. Big, big Epstein. dead shoes to fill. The, um, yeah, I just, like I was, this morning I was just like looking at the night shows and shit because, you know, SNL had talked about Matt Gates. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel had featured clips of uh, Gates on Tucker Carlson, making Tucker Carlson extremely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do. And so you know what this feels like. You just referred to a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. Um, and it, of course it was, it was not true, I'd never met the person. Um, but let's go back to the investigation. Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly. But so what, what happens next? I mean, you, you can say there is this investigation, I guess a criminal investigation. I'm not quite sure where the sex trafficking part comes in. I don't, again, for the fifth time, I don't really understand this story very well because I am a well-known, outspoken conservative, and I guess that's out of style in a lot of parts of the country right now. One of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. They're trying to smear me. They're trying to, you know, they try to blackmail my dad. And um, I mean, you know, we all went out to dinner that one time with one of the uh, alleged victims. You met her and Tucker's like, yeah, I, I don't really remember that. <laughs> uh, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, have we ever met? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I imagine like uh, some QAnon Fox watchers, like just kind of now like staring at their TV with like, you know, 
this look like they're, wait a minute, it's kind of crawling across their face. But it's taking a week to happen. It's like this really slow motion uh, transformation as, as QAnon people are. Underage sex like, trafficking. That's our jam, right, guys? Yeah. Should we be wait. Should we be mad about this or not? We should go ask our new messiah to see if we still care about that anymore. <laughs> I feel like when I look at the news and I hear about uh, Matt Gates, some shit's coming out and it might actually ruin his uh, political career and his life and justifiably so because he's a he's a scumbag right like i want to be happy about that but i it's like i would be happier if those things weren't really commonplace and if they weren't uh happening it would be it's it's a lot harder though to deal with uh somebody like uh matt gates who is just a he was a Trump attack dog and just like a fucking asshole. And from what I understand, uh, not a good politician, even if he was on the up and up and wasn't breaking laws and, and doing you know bad shit, it would be harder to get rid of him at that point. Mm. So it's like, it makes me happy to find out like, oh yeah, you really are as bad as I expected you to be. And uh, maybe we can take you out of the picture now. Get him out. Hey everybody, Joe breaking in with your station break. I just want to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show. And thanks for listening to KBSR. As you know, Black Sparrow Digital Radio is fully independent. We keep everything going with the support of our Patreon community. Uh, you can go get in on it. Uh, I would recommend going to blacksparrowmusicparlor.com and looking for the Patreon link from there. And uh, while you're there, you could also just stream the radio 24-7. we got tons of good shows and music uh, in between, and a lot of good music shows. Uh, Wall of Sound is a newer one that I'm really digging. It's really great. And then, of course, you know, Radio Free Abro, Feedback Loop, uh, Black Spare Retro, uh, all really dope stuff. Um, we've got another DJ or two coming on soon. We'll get more details as it emerges. Uh, we've always got more stuff coming out. Uh, yeah, so go check all that stuff out. Also, I need to give thanks to Trevor and the Mental State Fair for use of the theme song, Dying in Texas. You can go find him on SoundCloud. And uh, Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic, who you can find on SoundCloud, Spotify, and I think he's got his own website where you can go buy vinyls and stuff of all those good projects, of all those good music. Well, them's the important things. Uh, everybody reach out to us if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, we got the email, we're trying to show at gmail.com, and we got that Instagram, we're uh, Radio Gripe TX. Uh, yeah, go hook up with us online. Uh, it'll be fun. Anyway, bye. I came to the show with literally one topic prepared to talk about, uh, and that is the latest iteration of Satanic Panic in the form of Lil Nas X. I guess we can bring it back all around in a circle to the themes of, uh, from the top of the show, which was probably only 15 minutes ago. Yeah, 35. Celebrating queer identities and uh, post-pagan early Christian um, themes and imagery. Lil Nas X just dropped uh, his latest video, Call Me By My Name, uh, from Montero. That's his real name. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty dope video. It features, it's a good song. 
Um, the song explores themes of having to hide your uh, identity, hide your sexuality and, you know, shame and reclaiming that. And uh, yeah, the video's pretty cool too. If you haven't seen it, little bit of controversy, the... Oh, <laughs> Actually, I was going to talk about the controversy that makes sense, which is mm. that um, if you've seen the video, it does seem to be reminiscent of or an homage to the FKA Twigs video for Cellophane, uh, which dropped okay. in 1990. Uh, sorry. Uh, <gasps> 1919. No, uh, 2019. <laughs> um, she's a dancer and she's really amazing and yeah, does yeah. really amazing uh, pole, pole work in that video. And there is a there is a scene where she, you know, has like a celestial fall from grace down a stripper pole into, you know, the okay. depths of hell. That imagery is uh, paid homage to in the uh, Call Me By Your Name video where uh, he does travel down a stripper pole to hell where he gives a left dance to Satan, seduces him and steals his crown. Call Me By My Name, right? No, it's Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. Which is probably a reference to a 2017 movie, uh, an erotic coming-of-age story uh, that is uh, a gay, uh, erotic kind of romance. Also based on a 2007 book of the same name. I didn't see the movie or read the book, but okay, uh, that could be a reference to that. I'll say this about the the video. Um, It is enjoyable, uh, but also uh, for, for all the controversy over it, I don't see that it's... I don't see that it's that outlandish even. I mean, it's almost even a little uh, comical or cartoonish. It's fun, you know? Hold that thought because I just wanted to finish off by saying that Andrew Thomas Huang, the director of the FKA Twigs uh, cellophane video, had tweeted, Lil Nas X, take me off your mood board or hire me. (laughs) But he later clarified that they did actually bring on the choreographer from the cellophane video and that he's a fan of Lil Nas X and knows um, that paying homage is part of the creative process. And um, he just doesn't appreciate the way major labels uh, render artists work disposable and pit artists against each other and don't always give people credit where credit is due. FKA Twigs herself did come out and say... Uh, that this is not a feud uh, and she says what you've done is amazing and she supports the uh, bravery in pushing uh, queer culture forward and takes the, takes a moment to thank her director her choreographer and sex workers and strippers for providing the language to make both videos possible nice beautiful beautiful video cellophane lost uh, best video Grammy to uh, Lil Nas X Old Town Road back in right? 2019. 2019. So I actually watched the Old Town Road video for the first time uh, just before a broadcast. Uh, don't think that it's a better video than Cellophane, but I do like it. I put a smile on my face. Okay. Have you seen it? No. It has uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and Chris Rock in it. Okay. And uh, it's just a whole lot of fun. But yeah, no, the the real controversy is, I think what we're failing to consider here, Joe, is the children. Uh, That's the real controversy over Lil Nas X's uh, Call Me By Your Name video. Well, there were no children in it. No, in fact, pretty much everyone in it is Lil Nas X. (laughs) From the people stoning him to the snake in the garden of Eden. Uh, Everybody but the devil, actually. Uh, I kind of assumed that was him, too, uh, under a lot of these prosthetics, but it is not. That was a a really shitty looking devil, too. I mean, not like... 
No, or yeah. just like he just the devil like, looked like shit. He was not emoting. He looked unimpressive. I was not getting that he was He's, fully seduced and then caught by surprise. It looked like he just allowed his neck to be snapped because he was kind of sick of being the devil. Yeah. So why why are the kids a controversy over this? Because the kids are seeing it. The kids like Lil Nas X, uh-huh. and. That makes him beholden to uh, what their parents want and only producing content that is appropriate for a six or seven-year-old child for the rest of his career. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really upsetting that he does something so gay. Oh, I mean, sorry, satanic. That's no, the thing that we're upset about. That's right. It's satanic. Uh, the, sat- the satanic. Uh, not Not cool. You know, this is just another example of the Illuminati pushing its satanic morals and values on our children and indoctrinating them. So that's a that's an unfortunate but easy route to take. What hasn't made it easier is those damn shoes. The shoes. Are we not there yet? Oh, am I jumping the gun on that? I thought you meant the stripper shoes. No, (laughs) like, no, that's a hard road to hoe when you're wearing stripper shoes. (laughs) (laughs) they're not really meant for walking they're meant for being suspended in the air while you are dancing on a pole sure but yeah in this later iterated latest iteration of satanic panic you got a bunch of people we got christy gnome uh the governor of south dakota tweeting our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay it's exclusive uh but do you know what's more exclusive their God-given eternal soul. Um, what shoes is she talking about? Well, here's another headline from this morning. Uh, the U.S. District Court in New York approved Nike's request for a temporary restraining order uh-huh. against uh, MC, MSCHF, uh, pronounced mischief, an art collective uh, with kind of um, Zardaloo vibes. Uh a group of, of former viral marketing uh, execs, like 10 people who yeah. uh, do these kind of projects um, for trademark infringement. Trademark infringement, I understand, but I've never heard well, of a, a restraining order for against shoes. Yeah. I, <laughs> before, so that's yeah, kind restraining of, order that's is pretty weird. weird. It, it might be like cease and desist or some such, uh, or I don't know if they're, they're not allowed near Nike factories now. I guess. Um, they're not allowed near literal Nikes. Yeah. You're not allowed to touch, handle the Nikes, put a drop of human blood in the Nikes, any of the things that you want to do to the Nikes. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is a tie-in that Lil Nas X had, uh, a tie-in to his latest single with this uh, Mischief Art Collective uh, in which they have repurposed Nikes uh, and modified them artistically to create the Satan shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are modified Air Max 97s uh, in which they have added... A single drop of human blood to the soul. Um, just go ahead and guess that they painted weird. them red and black too. Yeah, they're they're mainly black with and some with some red accents. And put a pen, probably pentagram on there somewhere. I think so. I think there might be some some other words or symbolism in there. Uh, yeah, they they did do a Jesus shoe. I think just a year ago. And it had a cross and it had a drop of holy water put into the soul. It was a drop of water from the River Jordan, blessed by a priest in Brooklyn, mm. and added to the soles of the shoes. Yeah. Uh, Nike didn't take issue with that one. No, no lawsuit on that one. Um, I have to say that the uh, Satan shoes are actually a bargain, though. They are selling for... <laughs> Your soul. 665 pairs of the Nike Satan shoes are selling for 
something like six hundred and sixty-six dollars. Uh, that might okay. be it. And then the six hundred and sixty-six pair of shoes. Uh, people can enter into a well, sweeps to to receive that as a special giveaway. What I had heard is that this uh, filing from uh, Nike came before that sweep, and so. They are literally like they sold out of 665 pairs, but they are now being told legally they can't give away that last one pair. unlucky winner, which is funny because they're able to sell the shoes, but they're not able to give a pair away. Well, I think it's just the fight. I think that the uh, filing came in after they had already like sold all the shoes. Yeah. Uh, so and it just kind of came in between. I just wanted to add to that the Jesus shoes, they were selling for over a grand. Uh, and I'm not sure how many of those. Let were me sold. guess. It was it's extremely limited, obviously. So yeah, the yeah, shoes. That shit is. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of weird that uh, he's just like going into it. He's leaning in with so much fervor uh, in into the uh, imagery of all of it at at this, which is kind of the worst time for anybody to even artistically align themselves with uh, satanic cabals. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? he is reclaiming it. And uh, yeah, he's had some shit to say. Like, uh, there, are ma- there, there are mass shootings, uh, you know, every week. And uh, me sliding down a CGI stripper pole is, uh, you know, signifies the destruction of society. I'm so fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of this shit. Y'all preached what happened to me because I was gay. So I hope you're mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger that you teach us to have towards ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he also wrote a note to his uh, 14-year-old self. This will be very scary for me. People will be angry and say that I'm pushing an agenda. And the truth is I am. I'm pushing an agenda that tells people to stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Love from your future self, Lil Nas X. Yeah. Um, very sweet. So, yeah, um, he is not apologizing in the wake of this homophobic backlash that he's receiving. Well, I wouldn't expect him to. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, no, and I, I think that it is great for him to uh, reclaim his identity. I was talking with um, uh, Lily about it yesterday. She actually brought it up and the idea of using his real name and, and everything that he's doing with it is, is actually pretty deep. And I'm fully into that. I just think that the, the drop of blood and a shoe, (laughs) the whole Satan shoe thing is, that's where I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, that's, that's the, the, the touch too far where I'm like, all right, this is a little too silly. Yeah. I'm I'm into the song. Uh, You clearly don't appreciate camp the way that I do. But, uh, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, in case we weren't clear enough, this is not a Nike tie-in. <laughs> to everybody out there boycotting Nikes or burning their Nike, why do we have to burn shit? There's we got yeah. enough, we got enough carbon goddamn emissions going on. Y'all need to find another way to just dis- express your displeasure with a company or product than just burning all the time. How about not buying their products? Yeah, but um, yeah, to anyone out there that's that's mad at Nike, in case we were not crystal clear, Nike is not involved in yeah. the uh, collaboration with Lil Nas X. So go go buy Nikes if you don't like Lil Nas X. There you I go. Guess. Yeah, if you want to rebel against uh, a small New York art, art collective, collective. <laughs> then go buy Nikes. Uh, I would recommend that you watch I Shot Andy Warhol if that's if that's what you're wanting to do. Rebel against a small New York art collective. 
I got one more thing that I just wanted to mention because it was hilarious. And uh, anybody listening, uh, go find this if you haven't seen it. But uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene put out a video oh, uh, this week. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's just like, I don't know if she's on like steroids or like she's fucking freaking out or something, <laughs> you know. She's but, just high on life, man. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, you know, she says something to the effect of uh, she's introducing a bill to reduce Dr. Fauci's salary to zero until he's replaced. And then she's like, this is, by the way, this is my COVID protection. And then she does like a deadlift on some weights and just drops them all hardcore. Drops them hardcore. And then she grabs this fucking chin up bar and like proceeds to kind of like pelt just thrust her entire body uh, she does a series of of spastic and flailing uh chin-ups and i'm not mocking her they're not chin-ups she she pulled her full pelvis all the way up to that bar yeah uh there's been some debate within the crossfit uh and fitness community uh writ large uh, about her uh pull-up technique (laughs) yeah Um, there's been a lot of debate on what you would call that um, whether it is a kipping pull-up, a butterfly pull-up, or uh, neither one of those things. Or just an insane lady. <laughs> um, I will say it looks extremely spine-crunching, and I hope that she had her uh, chiropractor on standby. Uh, if uh, Has her chiropractor on standby after her workout routines. Yeah, she looks wild. Uh, yeah, she's insane. Like, I, there's just no sanity in her head. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. That was a funny thing. Uh, also, I don't know. COVID doesn't care about your core strength. I feel like but <laughs> we've seen marathoners taken down by COVID. That's true. Uh, but um, more power to you, girl. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk shit on Chet Hanks too, but uh, I don't know. I feel like he's doing a good enough job at ridiculing himself. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's he's gonna have a really great white boy summer, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's it for this week. Yeah, no, I got some shit to do. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I think we've uh, pretty much covered it. Yeah, Uh, you can. Other than that, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Uh, I need to give thanks to Trevor and the Mental State Fair for use of that theme song, Dying in Texas, and our man Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic uh, for all the stings here and there. Uh, yeah, go check out everything else on KBSR, all the new shows, all the, all the old shows, and um, go get on the Patreon. We're working on all the bonus stuff to start bringing out for you. Yeah, them's the house cleanings. Until next time, uh, everybody stay cool. I'm Joe. I'm Jen.